Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi there, I'm Stacy Cordovano. I'm the host of the Whole Veterinarian Podcast. Oh, I love it. Thank you for putting everything <laughs> in there. Um, I am the laziest person in the world. People would say I am frenetic, which may be also be true, but I only do what I absolutely have to. I skip as much of everything as I can. And that means I skip intros and outros and show notes and all that stuff. That might be considered um, efficient from some people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say deficient? Um, <laughs> what I'm, <laughs> what I'm thinking is, uh, I've been hounding you for a while. So thanks for showing up. <laughs> now that I'm like, how long have I been hounding you? Yeah, um, thanks but, for hounding me. <laughs> um, I always want to say to people out there, if you're listening and you're squeamish about doing outreach, do your outreach. I have never. I've had people ghost me. So there's some negative feedback there, but nobody ever says, "Dude, stop bothering me." What I get all the time is, "Oh." dude, thank you for, cause I forgot, or thank you for reminding me, or uh, I'm notorious for it. People will say, well, let, get back to me next month. And like 30 days later, because I have a process, you'll get a message from me that just says bump. Like that's, you know, yeah, that's all no, it is. It's awesome. I think I need more systems like that in my life. I have two little kids. I have multiple businesses and the bumps are definitely appreciated for sure. Yeah. Um, so you're very welcome, but to people out there, do it. Do it. I do. I actually, I do three. The three people get, sorry, touched every weekday morning. I will touch three people for the podcaster community show and I will touch three people for another show. And then I will do at least three people in one of the communities just to check in with members. It's like nine people get touched every day and it doesn't take me very long. Um, but the way that I do it is just with a spreadsheet and I open it up and I'm like, oh, Stacy, right. I haven't wait, wait, you know, and then I'm like, well, um, yeah, was that in? And I had to go find well, and forward. Like I had to go find the medium. And then I look it up and it's like, all oh, right. She asked me, oh, and it's a month. Hey. And what usually happens is the second or the third time or the fourth time or the fifth time, some people will just be like, I say, hey. And then they're like, they show up in the calendar like a minute later. <laughs> um, and that's, I, I really think, you know, you know, we're talking beforehand about about like how much process there is to podcasting. Mm -hmm. And that to me has been like, okay, this is a lot, relatively speaking, a lot of work to, to touch all these people and do all the contacts, but it's work that I can do. And I can just kind of like turn that, that spinning wheel, you know, every day. And if I do that relatively easy work for me, but that makes the whole thing possible, um, which kind of astonishingly leads me to what we were supposed to be talking about, which is opportunities. And I'm, I'm wondering when I asked you, podcasts, you know, and the first thing you said was opportunities. And then you, you like went into a litany of all these, I think if people are podcasters, maybe they're expecting the kinds of things you would say, but for people who aren't podcasters, there's all these things that come up. Um, and I'm wondering if the, the magic of those opportunities or the, or the magic that creates those opportunities, do you think it comes from, there's something about podcasting, there's something about audio, or there's just something about like being kicked, you know, like podcasting made you just do something. And then that created the opportunities. Like any thoughts, have you put any thought into that? I think the new opportunities honestly come from connection, new connections, um, deeper connections. I think at least for me, that's where all of my opportunities after podcasting have come from. So podcasting has been sort of a step in the door of meeting new people or new companies or working with different connections. But it wasn't until we actually sat down and chatted and got to know each other and maybe communicated a little bit afterwards uh, 
actually, I have to also thank social media for that connection too. Probably one of the few things you can thank social media for, but, um, <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> just <laughs> the, I have to say like the veterinary community on Instagram is pretty tight knit and pretty positive. So mm. I've made connections because of the podcasts, but a lot of them come from finding people on Instagram or deepening my connection with them through Instagram, which is weird, but nice. And so when I think of the new opportunities I've had in the past year and a half that I've had a podcast, they are all really come from connection with hmm. new contacts. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm not, I'm just, let me just make sure the soapbox hasn't appeared. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself on a soapbox. It's not there. So I'm not going anywhere near social media. I do agree with you. Sometimes communities of people use the tools to get mm -hmm. awesome things done. So that I yes. think the magic there comes from, as you said, the veterinarians who are using it as a tool. Correct. Um, every once in a while I have a great question, but then I was listening and I forgot what I wanted to ask. <laughs> Such a wonderful problem to have. I have too many cool people to talk to. My brain overflows. Do you, um, let me just see. I'll just take a second, see if I can find the question again. It was, it was really good. I swear. I've lost it. Oh, well, do you find that, okay, I, I don't know much about veterinarians, um, random tidbit about Craig. I have a really good friend, like from fourth grade, whose mother owned a horse farm, a horse ranch farm, <laughs> horse ranch. And like every day in the summer, I would bike 45 minutes on my pedal bicycle to his farm, his mom's farm. And then if the two of us did, you know, like mow the flick, you know, it's an entire boarding, right? And so that's the only experience I have of veterinarians is occasionally one of the vets would come, you know, if they had an issue with a horse or something. Um, and they always just struck me. I think I met two or three that way. They always struck me as really thoughtful. And I've always wondered if it's thoughtful people are drawn to being veterinarians or if you weren't thoughtful because your patients don't talk to you, you wind up <laughs> being thoughtful. And that idea like swirled to the top. Well, uh, for obvious reasons, but also because there's something about podcasting that, oh, I remembered the question. There's something about podcasting that draws people in. And I, I think it has to do partly with audio, partly with it's an unusual experience, partly with it's ex extremely intimate. Um, and there's this, uh, there's a, I don't know if you know who Hugh McLeod is. I don't know how to, maybe mm -hmm. the cartoonist. Um, and he talks about something called the social objects, which is people don't actually get together and talk normally, um, unless you have a relationship with a person or something. Cause it's like, you're talking to somebody randomly, it's because I bought a corn muffin and you're like corn muffins and we're talking about the thing that we have between us, they call it the mm -hmm. social object. Um, and when you were talking about your podcast opportunities, you're kind of like talking about the podcast being this social object, which, you know, here's this really odd thing that people weren't expecting. Stacy has a podcast and mm -hmm. this led them to then have a conversation and we're quickly not talking about that. Um, so I'm notorious for rambling. I'll give you a two for your choice. Do you want to go with the social object podcasts are social objects that leads you to an interesting conversation? Do you want to like run with that? Or do you want to talk more about cerebralness and introspection as it pertains to veterinarian. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on the veterinarian sort of stereotype or prototype. I think that it's interesting that you mention uh, 
an equine a horse farm because I'm an equine veterinarian, but there's not that many of us. So normally people think I would, small animal I would drop the name, because, but I don't want to drop the name. You probably, I, we may have met. Probably, like, yeah. Well, no, that wouldn't work because you've got to be the same age as me, which means you've been in high school. Never mind. It doesn't work. <laughs> you can't have been. I probably know who the vets were, but anyway. <laughs> That's what um, I mean. Yeah, there's not that many of us equine vets, but I think for veterinarians in general, we are very caregiving and selfless by nature. And it's part of why my podcast exists because we don't take care of ourselves very well. We mm. focus on the caregiving for the animal and for the owner and we tend to put ourselves last. So my podcast focuses on well-being and personal development rather than just the professional, you know, learning all the diseases and things like that. But I think it's interesting the connection between podcasting and sort of being generous and thoughtful, because I do think that is pretty much a requirement for all veterinarians. Like you said, they don't talk, so we have to be aware. <laughs> we have the to patients. notice a lot of things. <laughs> the patients and don't yeah, talk. we have to be um, we have to be willing to sort of figure things out as they go. And I think that also applies to podcasting. Like you're never going to plan Ooh. exactly how something's going to go. So, yeah, I think um, I think your observation of them being caregiving or generous with their time and knowledge is is a is a good stereotype, probably a true stereotype. But I think it's I think it's probably also partly you have to have it to be a good vet, but it's also partly learned because you're as you get more experience as a veterinarian if you're going to connect with the owners and if you're going to let the animals talk to you, you have to work on developing that skill for sure. Hmm. I'm torn between going off on like, you know, do you talk to the horse? Like does, I, I guess my first question is, does the, the owner horse. usually go away or does the, you know, they leave you alone with the horse or they want to like hover Oh, so that is probably pretty different from small animal. Small animal, you're going to be in the room with the owner for a few minutes get a, getting a history, and then you're going to probably take the animal to the back and do most of your workup. But for equine veterinarians, they are there the whole time. Probably half of the barn is there watching you. Yeah. It's definitely a different experience. And does the horse talk to me? Not in the, the like. Horse? Do you do talk, I talk to, to the horse? Him? Oh, I do talk to the horse. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it makes them feel more comfortable. And there is some degree of communication, especially as far as like pain level or certain um, certain conditions. You can see a change in their eye or their demeanor. Um, yeah. There's definitely communication. It's not like the woo-woo, like, do I talk to horses? Like, <laughs> Horse whisperer. You know, yeah, it's not that. But there is definitely a form of communication happening yes. for sure. And I'm, I'm wondering, I guess uh, I tend to forget, I, I'm not going to say I spent a lot of time with horses, but compared to the average person, I've spent a lot of time with horses. Like I've, you know, like I know how to saddle them. It's probably been 30 years, but I know how to saddle them. I can ride Western and like, you know, I can, I can clean hooves and like enough stuff that I'm like, yeah, I get yeah. in trouble That's or get killed the in the barn. Person. Yeah. Way more than the average person. But I'm just thinking like there's, 
like people love horses. It's the horse show. People love horses like on a screen. Like, oh, horses are awesome. I'm like, yeah, well, horses are also big and smelly and I've been stepped on and, you know, I haven't ever been kicked. But like, I'm like, this horse is kind of grumpy and does not want me, you know, like they are not just big, but they are quite intelligent. But in the, you know, in like the last two feet, there's a different presence there, you know, like standing next to the horse like you know the only reason that i'm still standing here is because of my presence is being tolerated or my presence is appreciated i've met horses that have things for diet coke <laughs> it's a long story but you know don't open diet coke near that horse okay um but anyway um sorry i hijacked your yeah, show i people, say at the beginning um, people people are always like oh i can't believe you work on horses they're so big and scary and i just say it's sort of what you get used to because i'm way more afraid of a cat that's stuck in a Create. I would never reach my hand, and there are people who are cat vets only. So I think it's just what you get used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Complete loss of through line. Um, is what uh, was there anything you were thinking? Uh, this is like when Craig needs to panic. He goes, "Was there anything you were thinking about on your way to the recording session today that you wanted to make sure we got to?" <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's important for people to realize that the reason you start a podcast may end up being completely different or you may develop different tangents to where you sort of end up with your podcast. I created a podcast. I wanted to give back to a community that I felt was hurting. Our community has an increased rate of suicide especially among women, we have pretty terrible mental health and well-being habits, like I already mentioned. Um, and I had a little extra space in my life to do a project that would give back. And podcasts, listening to podcasts, had helped me so much grow as a person by focusing on, you know, all the different things you can learn about. But even just like habits and gratitude and productivity and leadership. And we are not taught those things in vet school, no, nor are those things a focus after we graduate. But they're very important <laughs> to being like, whole people, well-developed people. We're so laser focused on fixing animals that we tend to lose a lot of stuff along the way. But I started it as a give back to give vets an easy access to someone who kind of knew what they were going through, but also was learning along with them. And it was definitely an accountability thing for me to continue my personal development journey. And I get to learn about, you know, all the different topics that I'm talking about because I like to do a fair amount of research before I record. But I was not prepared for all the different opportunities that would present themselves as the journey went along. And I think it's important for people to just keep an open mind when they're going through their podcasting journey, because you just never know what might come out of it. Hmm. That's way better than me talking. Um, <laughs> what do you think, how much of, um, how many episodes are you in? Uh, I'm in for 41 official episodes, but I think I'm at 50 like bonus episodes, like with bonus episodes. Yeah. 
<laughs> the crowd goes wild. I always, well, one thing I'm like, um, that's awesome. So make sure we say that's awesome. People who are like in the forum, please comment and tell her that's awesome. Um, so to get that far, <clears throat> you you clearly found something, um, uh, Mobius strip-like, something that is self-feeding. So something about that, whatever that process was, um, clearly is driving that continued creation. Is it, and I'm not, I want to like, what is that? Is it, um, like the forced accountability, like in order to do these things, I have to do some research. So I actually got around to reading, you know, this thing, or I actually got around to finding an answer to this question I had. So is it, is it accountability? Is it the, at a, at a girl from the people who are like, yes, please keep, you know, like, well, what is it that drives that feedback loop? Yeah, it's, I thought it would be more the accountability. And I think that's great. I think I've realized throughout this that I'm definitely a continual learner. Like I really like that, but I don't think it's just that. It's definitely the feedback I get from listeners that are like, holy crap, I didn't know what imposter syndrome was. And now I know that what I'm feeling and dreading every day at work in the vet clinic is imposter syndrome. And Mm. I'm going to contact that person you talk to because they do one-on-one coaching and I'm going to, you know, figure out how to help myself. Or like you had a student loan planner on and I already booked an appointment with her to go over how to better handle my student loans. So it's the individual, again, back to like connection. So connection with individual listeners and hearing that the work has helped them is definitely, definitely what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would I would definitely agree. Um, my... <clears throat> almost all of my podcasts are driven by curiosity, just like, what would happen if I talked to this person? What if I do 10 more of those? And um, the part that sort of surprised me about it is just how freaking fun it is when people are like, that was great. You know, or like I get, I ask, you know, this person who they want to hear. And then when I talk to that person, there, there's just like this, you know, upward spiral of everybody just keeps saying that was cool. And I'll talk to this. And then I enjoyed that. And so I, I, I wasn't expecting that upward spiral of, Fun's not the right word, but feedback that comes mm-hmm. out of just pushing record, pushing stop, and then hitting publish, or however complicated you make it. <laughs> so, what's a oh, so many things? What um, what's something about podcasting currently? So, think looking at like currently what's going on. What's something about podcasting that scares you? It is scary to think about the amount of work that it takes and like having the stamina to continue that because there's some, you know, between all of life and all of the things going on in life, like it's busy and I try not to edit my podcast at two in the morning, but sometimes <laughs> it still happens. <laughs> the blanket over your head. No, no, no. <laughs> and um, I, I really like doing it. But some days it's kind of scary to be like, how does this end? Like how, you know, when, how do I know when this ends or when it's right to end? Or how do I give up on now that people are sort of counting on me to help Mm, them? Like, how do I ever stop that? But I don't want to stop it currently, but it's Hmm. scary to think about like, if you know, something changed in the future. That's a little scary, but it's like a good scary, I think. Yeah. This, the scary of, um opportunity or the scary of, uh, yeah, possibility. Um, 
do you how often do you publish do you are you still on the the i call it the weekly treadmill of like because i I had to stop doing that weekly was so hard i'm on every other week um and i'll take a break around the holidays this year for sure yeah that that's what i recommend to people is like try taking a break try missing one the other one is i um in the beginning, I was just publishing, you know, whenever I had one that was done, and I did like a dozen or fourteen or something like that. Uh, and then I had someone working with me on the team. And I, I basically said to her, "I'm like, okay, just get me on a schedule because I had believed that you need to be publishing on some sort of regular schedule." And then we managed to get to like Wednesdays, and then eventually we got to every Wednesday, every Wednesday, and we did a whole bunch, and it just became this vicious. Uh, not well, not her fault, but it became this vicious cycle of like, well, what are we doing for next week? And then you're then you're, as soon as there's a target, like for when it's due or how many or how long it has to be, then you're like, well, I guess we'll just lower the bar a little bit to try and make the. And then I don't like that. Like, I mean, I it surprises me endlessly how awesome it is when I take something that I think might be kind of eh, and work on it and it gets really good. Um, show up and ask questions and it's better than I was hoping. Um, but so I, I, I gave up on like weekly, I gave up on like publishing on certain days of the week. I just went, nobody remembers what, you know, day of the week I published three years ago, but they're still downloading it. So, you know, that the proof is in, or the value is in the thing that I made. Um, Yeah. That's something I'm still working on. Uh, if we're going to generalize vets, I'm going to also generalize us as perfectionists and probably (laughs) a lot of the audience can relate. You know, there's a lot of perfectionists out there and, um, I haven't given up that control. I, it's every other week on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. What's the simplest thing? I think it was David Dubinsky who first said MVP, minimum viable podcast. What's the, yeah. And I, I do that all the time. What's the simplest thing that could possibly work here? Let's try that. I so, will yeah, say okay. that leaving, um, you know, I used to have a bank of like pre-recorded interviews and, and things ready, but leaving them to a little bit last minute is better for me because then I don't edit them three times. I just do it the mm, one time. Yes. <laughs> so that is something I've learned to um, yeah. relax a little bit about for sure. Uh, when I have them in the bank at the moment, I have, uh, I just recorded a whole bunch for the Movers Mindset Project. I have um, eight full-size interviews. They're an hour and a half to two hour recordings and they're all like in the bank. And now I feel bad because I had to tell the guests, um, if this doesn't come out until like February, it doesn't mean we don't love you. It just means we're mm-hmm. completely swamped. So I, 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 I agree with you. Like, I don't, I'm just like, it's done. It's awesome. Put it out. You know, anyway, um, well, as much as I hate to say it, that's probably a place where we should stop. Um, so thanks so much, Stacey, for taking the time. Thanks for having me. It was fun chatting.